Welcome to Grow and Grace Podcast, where we want to encourage you to think deeply about God so that you can know Him and love Him better. Join us as we strive to grow in grace together. Welcome to the Grow and Grace Podcast. We are your hosts, Kristen and Shanna, and today we decided to skip all the small talk and just get straight into our episode. So go on ahead and enjoy our episode for this week. On our last episode, we talked about goal setting and uh, resolutions and how that we can live um, in light of the gospel, right? Live a God-glorifying life. And so one of the questions I think is um, people always ask, what is God's will for my life? We Mm -hmm. hear that all the time. And so I thought that would be a really good Uh, episode for us to talk about. So, um, that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, what, what is God's will for our life? How do we figure out God's will for our lives? Can we actually know God's will? Um, there are questions that we often ask when we're faced with really big life decisions, right? College, marriage, family, planning, investments, all kinds of things. We want to know his will. Um, so it can inform the decisions that we make. And sometimes I think of like the fleece that was laid out. We put out this like metaphorical (laughs) fleece, right? To try to figure it all out or we'll flop open our Bible. I've seen people do this to see if whatever passage we land on happens to enlighten us. Um, And and usually we're just looking for reassurance of what we've already decided. That's exactly right. Or we'll wait um, and wait until we have peace about a decision. Um, if we don't get a good read of how God is leading, we may even doubt our faith. So does this uncertainty mean that we're not strong Christians? Um, we work through all of these questions and go to God's word to figure out his will for our lives. So um, what we find in his word are principles that are sufficient to guide our decision-making, but we also find freedom from fear because we're invited to depend on God's wisdom. So I really hope today that this conversation is helpful um, as you continue your journey and make decisions every single day to the glory of God. Yeah. um, So this is one of the biggest questions that people ask themselves. A lot of times you'll hear it in like high schoolers will ask, you know, what, like you said, one of those big decisions is college. Um, how do I know what God wants me to do with my life? Or how do I know that I'm doing the right thing? Um, it comes up with big life decisions. Is this the person God wants me to marry? Is this the job God has for me? Does God want me to live in Texas or another state or country or (laughs) in Ohio or, um, (laughs) what should my major be in college? Did you write that specifically Mm -hmm. about being in Texas? I sure did. (laughs) Um, But they could ask, you know, what should my major be in college? Is it God's will for me to have one kid or six kids? Not six kids for me. (laughs) Nope. Not happening. (laughs) Your girl is 37. It ain't happening unless I have six kids at one time. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going down that road. So (laughs) we've already gone off the rails. We go to these big life questions and we want to know what is God's will. Um, what does he want me to do and how do I figure it out? 
And it makes sense why we would want to know God's will in these areas, because if we're honest, these are things we don't want to mess up. Um, And there's a lot of different ways that we tend to go about trying to decipher God's will for our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the big ones is that we try to hear God. We pray really hard and we try to listen for a voice or maybe a feeling or a notion that says to do this, but don't do this. Mm-hmm. I've even seen people, like you said, just flop open their Bibles on a table and see what it falls open to and try to find a verse that will give enlightenment on how they should move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we wait for some kind of sign. Um People might try to make life decisions and we'll be driving on a highway and see a billboard and think that is their sign for what they're supposed to do. Um, I think a more common thing is that we tend to um, say we will only move forward with something if we feel at peace about it. We wait for that sense of peace where there's no anxiety attached and I feel 100% good with this. So whatever the method is, we just want a clear answer to this one big question. What is God's will for me? Yeah. Um, One of the biggest fears many people face is that they're going to miss out on God's will for their lives, Mm -hmm. right? And this fear can actually paralyze us because it tells us that we will miss out on God's blessings if we don't make decisions that will perfectly correlate with his very specific very individualized plan for our (laughs) lives, right? Um, We can look at this and feel like we have to figure out this mystery of what God wants for us. And we just hope that our interpretations are right and that our decisions are according to his plan. Um, And, you know, our hearts are in the right place. Those desires to live according to his will and honor him with our decisions are good and right. But we can often miss that mark when we don't know who God is and we don't know his word. Um, So those things are necessary and crucial. It reminds me of Romans 12, 2 that says, um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So We need our minds to be transformed by his word in order to be able to discern, right? Um, Whenever I have tried really hard to figure out God's specific will in my life and all of the events that he wants to take place in my life, it has left me felt really defeated, really anxious, and really discouraged, you know? And um, I said this earlier, it can also make us feel like we're really bad Christians. Like, Mm -hmm. did I not pray enough? Did I not pray hard enough? Is he keeping this from me because of some sort of sin in my life? Mm. Um, It can make you feel really inadequate, but our heavenly father is a perfect parent. And um, what does he want for us? Does he simply want to tell us the next thing to do? Because if God tells you the next thing to do, then what you don't need is faith. Mm. We have a million decisions to make every day. And some of those do have big consequences and big eternal implications. So we should take the time to pause and pray and seek the Lord's guidance. And so this conversation, I hope will be really helpful in guiding us through that process. So while we're having this conversation, though, we need to remind ourselves that God isn't malicious. It isn't his desire for us to be paralyzed by fear at every single fork in the road. 
Um, the narrow path that he calls us to walk isn't one of guessing and just hoping for the best. We have a tendency to view God as someone who is saying to us, oh, I have a specific will for you, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to make you scramble around trying to look for signs, right? <laughs> On a billboard, I guess, <laughs> driving down the road. But if you miss it, all bets are off. Terrible things are coming for your way. No, he's a good God. And he can be known because um, through his word. And because of that, his will can also be known. I think, yeah, that statement that you said is that um, we need to remind ourselves that God isn't malicious. I think when I was reading through these notes, one of the things that kind of popped out in my mind is sometimes we find ourselves still in that um, wrong view of God, that he's up there waiting for us to step out of line mm -hmm. and to hit us with a lightning bolt, right? Like, oh, they stepped out of line. They didn't, they went out of my will, going to hit them and they're going to get mm -hmm. right back online onto the road. Yeah. And um, that's not, that's not a right view of God. And it's so I think that's, for his children. Yeah. Yeah. And not to say that God does not correct or that God does not, you know, bring people back when they have strayed, but he is, it, it is not in his nature that he's just sitting up there waiting for us to, um, mess up or to step out or to quote unquote, get out of his will. And we'll talk about why Yeah, that terminology is not helpful. Uh <laughs> right. Um, so we have to be careful because as a Christian culture, we tend to talk about God's will differently than the Bible does. Um, scripture talks about his will in a couple of different ways, and we have to understand that difference right up front before we have this conversation. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> these are that laying the foundation type things. This is one of mm -hmm. those. Um, we see his hidden will and his revealed will. Um, we see this pretty clearly in Deuteronomy 29, 29. It says the secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. We see from this verse that there are parts of God's will that are hidden from us for good reason. Mm -hmm. And there are parts that are given to, for, to us to know and understand and be able to follow. So we have to realize that we don't have to know all of God's will. Yeah. I think back to like, um, just the idea of like, you know, you had said in, um, earlier about who am I to marry? Like if I had known in high school that Matt was who I was going to marry many years down the road, I would have been very confused, yeah. <laughs> very, very confused. Um, but praise God that that's not, you know, he didn't tell me at 18, like, oh, this is who you're going to marry. Mm -hmm. um, because we wouldn't be where we are now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so much growth happened with both exactly. of you apart. So, yeah, I think it's really helpful. Let's talk about these wills for a second before we keep going. Um, you talked about his hidden will and his revealed will. So let's look at first, let's look at God's hidden will. And um, this is a sovereign God's will, right? And he brings to pass everything that he decrees will happen. Um, this is called his hidden will because we don't know all the details of it. You think of verses like Psalms 115.3 that says, Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Or Job 42.2 that says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. 
Um, there's nothing that can come against his hidden will. It's going to happen, period. Um, Ephesians 1.11 says, work all things according to the purpose of his will. So this is the kind of will that we're talking about when we say, um, people, I hear this all the time, all the time. We're going to have three kids, Lord willing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and it is what will come to pass because God in his sovereignty wills it to be so. This takes us back to the attributes of God from season one, right? God is sovereign. Mm -hmm. God does everything according to his plan and pleasure. He controls all things. So when we're talking about God's hidden will, that's what we're talking about. And when we talk about his revealed will, um, there is this tension because he also gives commands in his words that tells us the best way to live, but like we don't always obey, right? And there's consequences mm -hmm. for those. So there's this tension between, we've talked about this before, God's sovereignty and human responsibility, Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about there um, is his revealed will. John Piper calls it the will of command. So as human beings, we can choose to obey and choose to disobey. We can feel this tension between the two, right? God's will of decree, his hidden will, cannot be thwarted, cannot be um, changed, overcome, messed up. But his revealed will can be disregarded out of disobedience on our end. Mm -hmm. So I think like really as simply stated, I could have said all of that in this sentence, <laughs> God's <laughs> hidden will is what he ordains and his revealed will is what he commands. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to point out that his revealed will is revealed because we see it in his word. <laughs> it's not just, yeah. you know. We're just figuring it out. It's because we see yeah. it in his word. These distinctions are really helpful when we hear things like he or she is walking outside of God's will, because we can often lump these into one category and it's really helpful to think of them as two separate things. Yeah. Um, we can be outside of God's revealed will if we are disobeying him. But I think the problem comes in when we think we are supposed to treat God's hidden will like like it's his revealed will, right? Yeah. Um, like it's something that we have to discover and then follow. We can get so caught up in trying to discover his hidden will for our lives and especially in the specific details of our lives because we think we're going to be outside of his will if we don't figure it out. Mm. But that's not what God tells us. God tells us that there are things that are not for us to know. We have this fear that we're going to miss out or get it wrong. And that's a fear that we don't have to hold on to. Yeah. We have to realize that God is not keeping information from us that we need. Second mm -hmm. Peter 1 3 says that he gives us everything we need for life and godliness. Again, we're going to go back. He is not malicious. All that we need to live inside of his will is given to us in his word. So the bottom line is we can study God's word. We can know him and his character and we can get to know him. We will grow to love him. And as we love him, we will trust in his providence and in his sovereignty. We can also study and we can learn the way that he wants us to live, which is for our good and his glory. And by his grace, we can choose to obey and our obedience can be aligned to his revealed will. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we set that up really well like you can know mm -hmm. what his revealed will for you, is for you and it's in his word um but the the question is what is god's will for my life mm -hmm. um i think you know 
the clearest answer that we can find to that question is in first Thessalonians four, three, which says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. <laughs> God's will for your life is your sanctification. Um, sanctification is the process of growing in godliness and making us more like Jesus. So that's the simple answer, right? Mm -hmm. God's will is for you to look like Jesus. That's also why it's so important that we study God's word, because we need to know that he commands, um, we need to know what he commands if you want to walk in obedience to his commands, right? If you want to follow mm -hmm. his commands, you have to know what they are. And <laughs> um, first Corinthians 11, one says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Ephesians 5, 1 says, be imitators of God as his beloved children. Imitating Christ is the very purpose of sanctification. Um, you can't imitate what you don't know. By God's grace and through Christ, we are given a new birth and believers are given the Holy Spirit to help sanctify us and transform us into Christ-likeness. And um, I also think of like 2 Corinthians 3, 18. And um, it says, and we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Like this verse tells us that we can partner with the spirit who transforms us by beholding the glory of the Lord. And we do this through his word. Um, the, the Bible is full of principles of how we're supposed to live. Um, and you might hear this and think, well, that's great, but what does that have to do with the decisions that I have to make? So like, I have this job, am I supposed to make, am I supposed to do that? Um, Jen Wilkin in her book, none like him says for the, <laughs> <laughs> for the believer wanting to know God's will for her life. The first question to pose is not what should I do? But who should I be? God is more concerned with who you are becoming. He is more concerned with the decision maker than the decision itself. Mm. So to put that into maybe a practical application mm -hmm. um, is, so let's say, for instance, you have a job that's going to require you to move to a different state, to a different city, something like that. Maybe, I'm not saying it, this is the ultimate one, but maybe one of the things that you take into consideration is a good Bible-believing church in the area that you could attend, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. That would be a pretty clear indicator. If there's a body of believers that you can, or potentially multiple ones that you could possibly you know, go to, mm -hmm. that would be a good indicator that this is a place that I can go to and continue to become the person that God wants me to be as I'm sitting under teaching and involved in community. Mm -hmm. um, there are always special cases, of course, where people, you know, go have to go to a remote place and they there's no body of believers right. around them. But that might be one of just one of those practical application type things of mm -hmm. um, remembering that God is concerned about who you are becoming. Um, rather than that decision itself. Yeah. I've always, I heard her say that um, multiple times and every time she says it, it, it always strikes me um, because what God's after is your heart, mm -hmm. right? Um, 
And it's like, well, what if, what if I mess up though? What if I think that's kind of ingrained in a lot of our heads. We might be stepping outside of his will mm -hmm. if we take a job somewhere else. Right. But, you know, it's helpful to remember that the Lord is the Lord of all outcomes and he is more than capable of working in our decisions and we can trust in his ability to handle all of it. Like it's not mm -hmm. on us, right? right. Um, I should be more concerned with who I am and if I'm reflecting Christ and less hung up in the decision making. Mm -hmm. um, when we are focused more on being what God calls us to be and reflecting his character, then the decisions that we make are going to flow out of that. And they're going to be good decisions. They're not going to be bad decisions. Because like our ultimate goal is holiness, right? Mm -hmm. So I think um, to kind of conclude all of this, if we remember that God is for us, we can experience joy and freedom as we pursue holiness. He is our tender father who longs for us to be free from the power of sin and to walk in obedience and experience joy and delight in the fullness of his presence. And we are not going to approach his will in this legalistic way. We can walk in faith and trust him in our decision-making. He gives us everything we need to make those decisions. This means we can walk in freedom. God's will for our lives is holiness. It is taking on the communicable attributes of God to look more like Christ. Mm -hmm. What is God's will for your life? That you would become more like his son. Yep. Period. Um, and I think, yeah, yeah I was going to say so much of that is, um, you, you even said it, we can walk in freedom, but it is so freeing. It takes off the pressure and the anxiety that comes with, should we pray and seek godly wise counsel? Yes, we should. Mm -hmm. There's wisdom there. Um, but then like, so much of what God cares about is your heart. You're walking in holiness, making you more like his son. And if you pick something, you can trust that God is going to work in that big decision because he's big enough to do it. Right. So I hope it's, these last two episodes have just been really, really um, helpful and encouraging that God is after our heart. And we said it in both episodes. Um, his, he's given everything, giving us everything we need. For life and godliness and his will is for us to live in holiness that was a another good conversation friend it was <laughs> more things for it me was, to think about yeah it was a quick one i feel like we got that we we knocked yeah. that out quick <laughs> yeah i think this is something i've been thinking on for years too though yeah you know and so i'm like I hear someone say, what's God willed for my life? And I'm like, <laughs> do you be more like his son? Like, that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Well, then we will leave you all with those thoughts to think through. And um, until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Grow in Grace podcast. You can find us at growingracepodcast.com for links to all of our social medias, resources we suggest, and to listen to previous episodes. We hope you can join us next time as we strive together to grow in grace.